I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Any of you guys close to any Olympic athletes, guys that uh, competed in like track or women in gymnastics? Personally? Yeah. No, because like I've heard that they don't live um, like financially. It's it's not a lot of money to be made unless you get the sponsorships, right? One hundred percent. So I, I I'm only bringing this up because we have a woman that's been labeled the world's sexiest athlete, and I'll show her to you in a second. German track star. Um, she said she turned down a six figure contract offer because she doesn't feel comfortable despite earning just six hundred euros a month. Now I don't know if that contract offer was. For posing and showing off her body, let me show you guys uh, some pics of her real quick and see what you think. Because like every she's the sexiest. That's what they say. This world's sexiest athlete. Uh, she's she's good looking girl, but I don't think she's the sexiest athlete. Yeah, like uh, she's 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 beautiful, but I don't think she's the world's sexiest athlete. Well, like, that's what I was well, saying. It's tough I was, to say like who's. I mean, she's definitely one of. I mean, like I, Mike I, Trout. <clears throat> who are you guys? I, I'm just throwing out names. I didn't know who you guys were thinking. Man, go on with your story. Have you have you seen Jake Paul's girlfriend? Jake Paul? Yeah. What's her name? It, is, she, is she an athlete? Yeah, she's a uh, she's an Olympic athlete. She's a speed skater. I don't oh, know. Yeah, how, I don't know, know what how you're to talking say. About. Yes, she is. Yes, I hate him so I, much. I, I put her above her. I put her above her. Yeah. So think, it's hard to say sexiest. Well, that's what, that's where I get the. I was getting at with this is because like I've heard people tell me what they're like describing their perfect woman, and I'm going really. That's that's it. You know, like everybody has a different opinion. Well, it's so subjective. Yes, I mean yes. beauty's subjective. It's just like you know, what, there's some people that are physically very attractive that I just they leave me cold. And that's that's my point. I, I don't. How can you name who's the sexiest when well, it's all based on what you like? Yeah, you're not People Magazine. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah, see exactly. Like with this, like she's a very attractive girl. I'm not saying I'd crawl through a mile of glass just to listen to her fart in a telephone, but she's an attractive girl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she's more than attractive. She's very attractive, yeah. yeah. Very, very good-looking girl, but, you know, it is subjective to each their own. All right, let's get to these other stories here. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, these are fun stories. Um, how about the world's dumbest criminal? Sorry, Ed, that I, I think I... No, I didn't take this one from you. It's the other one I took from you. World's dumbest drug dealer. <laughs> Arrested for handing out free cocaine with business cards with his name and contact info on it. <laughs> it's happened in Calgary. A man is facing half dozen charges with after an apparent bid to boost his drug dealing business by handing out free samples of cocaine at a local casino uh, to get the attention of the Calgary police. Police say officers patrolling down the street. <laughs> cocaine, hey, get your cocaine. I mean, they, what are you doing? They do that here. They just don't leave the business cards. Yes. I mean, they throw testers out routinely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the cards included the name Alex Lee and had a small baggie of suspected cone, uh, cocaine attached. Uh, when Saturday, police pulled over the 2020 Toyota Tundra, arresting the driver. Officers searched the truck as well as the home, and then that's when they found a bunch of cash, more business cards with more baggies attached. Uh, Syed Amir Razavi, 30, is charged with two counts of drug trafficking. 
One count of possession for the purpose of trafficking and three counts of possession of pro- proceeds of crime under five grand. How, um, I mean, we've had some dumb criminals. That's You talk about the guy that dropped his license, right? Or, or some this sort of identity. Caught under, the, under the murder victim. Yeah. Yeah. I had a guy sell me, try to sell me drugs while we were arresting people for drug sale. Really? We, had, we literally had a bunch of guys on the wall at gunpoint. And this idiot comes over. He was high as you can imagine. Hey, hey man, want to want to buy something like? And oh, look at high as what? Ed. Giraffes, pink parts. Yeah. <laughs> I take my shield. It's on my neck. We all have our guns out and our, our shields. I go like, I go like this. You know what stupid does? He swallows all the pills he had in his hand to sell. Mm. Best prisoner ever had. He swallowed it. <laughs> just like he slept forever. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, what an idiot. Just had to wipe the drool up off the back seat. What a schmuck. But we, I mean, we see dumb criminals all the time, and people that do like my favorite are the ones that call the cops on someone stealing their drugs or stealing their money while they were buying drugs. Like, you know, you're in trouble too. Like, you're coming with us. It's like you see it on cops all the time. People come up to you. That guy sold me beat stuff. Yeah. Oh. Let me fix that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you gave them fake drugs? <laughs> All right. Laughing driver arrested after plowing his truck into the ocean. Was a, allegedly seen saying, not my fault. Truck don't surf. A wild video shows the moment a pickup truck plowed into the ocean at a Florida beach. Surprise, surprise. All the time. At the time of his arrest uh, Tuesday, Jason, way too many consonants in his last name, Brzezkowski-sk. 49, also bizarrely claimed that he thought he was in England and asked the deputy, are we not in Kansas anymore? Yeah, he was clearly on something, right? 9 a.m. this happened. You see the, the, the arrest photo? Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. The arrest photo. The guy's got like a, sm- I don't know if it's a smudge or something on his forehead, and he's just laughing and smiling. I it's a cut, whatever, maybe. Is it a cut? It looks like a scrape. Yeah. yeah. But to drive his car right in the water, it reminds me of, what was it, uh, when Michael Scott trusted his GPS and it drove him right into the lake? No, this no, is no. the lake. Turn, turn, turn. No, no, it says to go this way. Um, but yeah, the th- this guy apparently when he had the back and forth, he thought he was in England, right? You're not in England. Am I in Kansas? You're not in Kansas anymore. So I'm not the Wizard of Oz. Nope. No, the deputy shot back, dressed in a black Harley Davidson shirt, could be seen laughing it up before asking the deputy if he could get in trouble for the speech excursion. The deputy was like, Yeah. Yeah, jail time if need be. Well, it, really, it's, it's doubly dumb that that was in Volusia Beach, right? Yes, that's the shark bite capital of the world, of the planet. That's why you stay in your truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drove his truck into the ocean. And it is. It's a. If you haven't seen the mugshot, definitely check it out. That's your world of stupid. Thank you very much, Jeremy Kahn. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. We stormed the castle at 8.45. Scott Garceau joins us at 8.30. But on the other side, our big game breakdown. Can the Maryland Terps basketball team be fixed? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's frustrating because, you know, you have the sixth best defense in the country. And I think, you know, after tonight, who knows where we rank offensively. But um, it's frustrating, to be honest. Yeah, that's Kevin Willard, head basketball coach for the Maryland Terps. Can this team be fixed? That is the question because... Right now, they need to be fixed. They're not a good basketball team. They are, at best, right now, mediocre. Um, they beat the bad teams. Very seldom they get quality wins against good teams. They're 5-7 and seven in conference, and uh, overall, they're 13-10. And 13-10 and and, well, isn't over 500. Yeah, but let's look at who they beat in those 13 wins at the beginning of the season. And you can look at who they lost. They lost to Davidson and UAB. Davidson and UAB, they also lost to Villanova, which at the time was ranked 21st. But since we've seen Villanova, that's a game that you think they shouldn't have lost, to be honest with you. Yep. They should have lost that game. Especially scoring 40 points against Villanova. They scored 40 points against Villanova. Then they beat UMBC. They beat South Alabama. They beat Ryder. And they opened up the Big Ten season with a loss to Indiana. Indiana's not a bad team, but they're a mediocre team, too, because they're, what, 500 in the conference. They're better at home than they are on the road. And 14-9 overall. Yeah, they are. They are. But this Maryland team, Jeremy and Ed, when I looked at their offense, and I looked at it again last night, this offense has no direction. This offense, and you keep asking, what's the offensive identity? What's the offensive identity? Yesterday you asked uh, Chris Knocky that, yeah. and he kind of laughed and stutter-stepped. Yeah. It has no offensive identity. But <laughs> the worst part was I said they don't shoot very well. They play some decent defense. I said, "What's he? And maybe that's it. That's it." Like, <laughs> and and this is the thing. And, and Jeremy, you could disagree with me if you want. Being a former basketball coach, just being a basketball coach, just you don't have a team that's a basketball coach. When I look at a team that plays good defense, I look at a team that is well coached. Because in order to play playing good team defense. Is is a coaching philosophy. If not, you just got five guys out there just trying to defend one person. And when I look at this this defense, I'm like, yeah, dude, they're going over this in practice. Yeah, more more traditionally, if you're playing man, guys should be able to score, find ways. You could set up a pick and right. roll. You could set up basic plays to get guys open. Uh, but if you play defense as a team, and I agree with Rob, that's a well coached. That's team. a well coached. So mm-hmm. so why does this so why does this team the number six in total defense? That, folks, is a testament to the state. And I, I got to get my fan hat off there now. That is a testament to coaching. 
you're number six in the country, that's a testament to good coaching. Okay? Because it takes a lot to play good defense. Like Jeremy said, we can screen and roll you. We can do a lot of things that pick a man-to-man defense apart and the Terps play that more, more often than not. So in order to fight through those things, the philosophies they have, with, the Terps don't always switch on the perimeters. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Coaching, Jeremy, what's the game plan? Mm-hmm. That means these guys know what the game plan is. So what's wrong with the offense? The bad offense is often an indictment on individual players. Selfish. Listening to the wrong people. Remember the Terps had all of those proposed draft picks on the team. They got the transfer from Duke. They had, had this guy. They had that guy. They had, and they didn't go anywhere. Why? Because everybody was worried about the NBA stock. That's what everybody was They weren't playing as a team. Everybody wanted to talk about their future. This Terps team, I don't believe I'm going to say this. They need to take a page out of the old book of Gary Williams. Stop trying to get the top recruits and get the kids to fit your system. Because sometimes if you're getting, if you're going after the top recruits and you get maybe one or two rungs lower than those guys, those guys aren't good enough to be selfish and win games. If you're getting the top guys, Jeremy, they could be selfish and win games. Kentucky can Kentucky can have a bunch of selfish guys on the court and win games. So can Duke. Why? Because those are the the, the very top. But Maryland's not getting those guys. They're getting guys with two, one or two, sometimes three runs lower than them. And they're playing this selfish basketball. Maybe instead of maybe you ought to, maybe Kevin Willard ought to sit back and ask himself, who fits my system? Who fits my system? And go from there. Because this team plays defense a lot better than they did under Mark Turgeon. He sounded defeated in that sound clip, too. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and, and again, why? And why do coaches sound that way, Jeremy? I mean, look, it's fr- I think it's frustration. Of, Over what? Over where you're at, like what, where the season's going. What are you talking about? Like how the offense is playing? This or? to me sounds like when when you look at him and listen to him, Jeremy, it sounds like to me a coach who was short of saying, "We work on this crap, but it's just don't work. It doesn't dog, translate to games." Dog don't hunt. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. Man, I'm, I, I can't wa- I can't watch his defense, Kevin Willard, and put all the blame on him for the offense. Because that that is philosophy. That's that's coaching. That's 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 game plan. Defense is all those things. And then when you get in this offense and you get a guy like Dante Scott who dribbles the air out of the ball and backs the guy down from half court, there's no way you can tell me that that's in that playbook. There's no way you can tell no. me that he gets a guy on his hip at half court and backs him all the way down. You got Juju doing jumping jacks. You got Young saying, "Give me the ball, get the ball." It's just a lot of it's the offense look like it's a lot of selfishness, and I went to and I know uh, uh, and I don't blame them, but uh, what I said is yesterday to um, um, who uh, Maryland guess oh Chris Naki. Chris Naki Chris Naki defended him, and, and I'll give that to Chris Naki, but Jameer Young was three for seventeen, Juju Juju uh, Reese was eight for ten. Eight for ten means you were never cold, Jeremy. Yeah. Three for seventeen means you were never hot. <laughs> Why in the hell are you even taking seventeen shots when this guy right here is hot and they have no answer for him? That alone is an example of their selfishness. How do you go three for seventeen and this big six foot nine guy's going eight for ten? Why does he not have fifteen shots? <laughs> Let him go twelve for fifteen. You understand? So you lost by three points. 
You allowed yourself to shoot 17 shots and you make three of them, and your your big six foot nine guy is owning them inside. He's owning them. It's a, it's a, he had five offensive rebounds, meaning even if he missed, he'd have gotten to put it back in. I mean, not that this would happen. It was like having the best running game in football and not doing it in the playoffs. <laughs> that that wouldn't happen. But that would never happen. That wouldn't happen. The coach's breakdown adds something of importance. You know what I mean. Yeah, if it's never going to happen, why would you bring it up? But I just, I, I'm looking at this man. I'm thinking to myself, ah, oh, bro, that dog don't hunt. That's just it, it, to me when I see that all terms offense, I see selfishness. You got to bring in some guys who are good, who can play Division One basketball. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying bring a bunch of D two guys in here. Bring in D one basketball players who want to run your system. Well, you need more NIL money. I ain't not gonna get it. That's why you get you can't shop in that. You can't shop in that aisle, man. Hey Jeremy, we got a budget, bro. We gotta get ground beef. We can't get sirloin. No, oh, no, I like organic. <laughs> we can't. We we can't. We gotta get some pesticide on our fruit because oh. we can't afford organic. Huh? We so broke. We gotta get the canned fruit, <laughs> the dented can. <laughs> you know, my grandfather used to drop it out, dent it. Look at this. How am I supposed to eat this without a discount? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Johnny and Dundalk. What's up, Johnny? Rob, good morning, Jeremy. Ed, Mike Jones. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> yo, yo, Rob, I, first this was a Mark Turgeon problem. Now it's the new coach problem. Now it's leading into Brenda Freeze. Maybe this is something that maybe these coaches is hand-tied. They need, they need maybe a new athletic director to bring some culture in. Like, mm. something's wrong. Uh, the difference is with, with Turgeon, though, Johnny, they didn't play defense like this with Turgeon. They didn't. I, I, I get your point. It was offense was a big problem with them. You're 100% right about that. But this team looks a little bit different now than they did under Turgeon. They do. That's, that's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. But they look, they look a little, I was a big Turgeon guy until he left and, and Willard came in. I'm like, uh, well, it was Turgeon. So, but, I, <laughs> but I'll say this, too. Whether or not you're blaming the school, the system, the way things go with Willard coming in at some point, He's the guy because you're the guy bringing in the play. Whether it's fair or unfair right. to him, right. he ends up being the guy that ultimately gets criticized. It's like, well, wait a minute. If the players aren't good enough, these are the players you're bringing in. And when do we get to that point? Shovels yeah. at 9 o'clock, but on the other side, the legendary Scott Garceau joins us up next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joining us, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Line Hotline, a legendary Scott Garzell. Good morning to you, Scott. What's going on, big bad guys? How you doing, man? What's <laughs> happening? Everything's good. Everything's good. Scott, take me through the process of being in that room and, and casting a Hall of Fame vote. How, how long are you in that room? <laughs> well, uh, kind of strange circumstances. It, it all kind of changed around COVID because it was always Super Bowl Saturday, gather at the site, uh, start early in the morning, usually by 7 a.m., because uh, the knocks had to be on the door, and then they taped the uh, award show, right, the NFL Honor Show, and that's when they announced the class. So we, I was kind of playing beat the clock. So they already taped and, the show? They already taped the show? Well, well, they would they would tape it Super Bowl Saturday. Okay. It would air at like 8 o'clock, but it would be taped around 5 o'clock. Okay. So some some of us would go to the site because the Hall of Fame class is announced and there's press conferences. So it was kind of a beat the clock thing. But then when COVID hit, everything changed. We 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 met by Zoom. This year was the first year where we were going to be back together. We were going to have a meeting in Atlanta in mid uh, January, and that was the week the storms hit the country. So I got an urgent message on Sunday night. Was supposed to fly to Atlanta Tuesday morning for a Tuesday night, Wednesday uh, day meeting to, 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 to vote on the class. Because of the storms, they said, we're going to go Zoom. We got guys flying in from all over the country. Airports are being closed. They probably made the right call. So we met for eight and a half hours in mid-January and picked this year's class. The difference now, instead of the old knock on the door in the hotel, they, they have the class. They know who it is. And they fly to each of the winners, members of that class, and go to their homes, knock on the door. The family knows. I, I think they signed disclosures that they won't reveal anything. And, and we all got to keep it quiet until, you know, t- tonight's the night. The honor show is tonight. And uh, the Hall of Fame class and the MVP and all the other awards will be announced tonight. Okay, so tell us who. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't bring you on for nothing, Scott. Tell us who it is. Break some hey, news. I'm not Jeremy. I, 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 yeah, I didn't get up yesterday. I will tell you this. We met for eight hours and 25 minutes to discuss the 15 finalists and then the uh, the four other members from the uh, see, Randy Gratishar, Steve McMichael, Art Powell, who was a, a terrific receiver in the early days of the AFL, and then Buddy Parker, who coached both the Lions, coached the Lions the two championships, beat Paul Brown's uh, Browns, and also coached with the Steelers. Those were the four finalists. And a, a, let me tell you a real quick Buddy Parker story, because a lot of people probably don't know him, but Bobby Lane and the Lions had championship teams in the 50s. Well, Buddy Parker had won two championships, beat Paul Brown's Browns, 57 season. They leave their training camp. Uh, out near Pontiac in Cranbrook where they trained. I, I covered a couple of camps out there. And they had a meet the Lions night downtown. So they get on buses. 
to bring the team down to meet sponsors and, you, you know, the, kind of the typical meet the team night. Buddy Parker tells the guys, I don't want you – I don't want you hanging out with the sponsors and drinking and, you know, kind of stick to yourselves and we'll do this thing and get back to camp. Well, apparently there wasn't a lot of traffic. They, they come downtown to Detroit and they get there early. And I don't know, Buddy Parker doesn't come right away. He comes in and Bobby Lane was noted for carousing and, you know, he would have a drink or two, maybe some at halftime. But anyway, <laughs> all the Lions were hanging out with the sponsors and drinking. Buddy Parker gets up to the podium on Meet the Lions night and says, this team – won't amount to anything. They have no discipline. They don't listen to their coaches. And I am done with the Detroit Lions. He resigned like two days before the season. Buddy Parker just quit and walked out. They, they thought it was a joke. He was serious. He quit. <laughs> His guys were having a couple of beers. And Buddy goes, this team, and the best part of it, he quit. He said, they have no discipline. These knuckleheads aren't going anywhere. They won the championship in 57 with George Wilson, who, who replaced Buddy Parker, who walked out on the team three days before the season. That's great. Well, we found the problem. That, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. That's too good. Hey, Scott, oh, when you have a class like that, just looking at the names, you've got like multiple defensive ends, four wide receivers. Um, is there an advantage if you're just a running back or a, a tackle or a linebacker with just yeah. one? Well, let, 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 let me talk about the wide receivers a little bit because there, there are three that really were worthy. Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, they've been finalists several times, and Reggie Wayne. And I think all of us were saying these three guys are probably going to be in Canton sooner than later. But I think when you got three like that, they take votes from each other. You know, I, yeah. I might like Torrey Holt. He might be the, the guy I think is the tops of the three. So I vote for Torrey Holt. You guys vote for Reggie Wayne and Andre Johnson, and, and we pull enough votes from each other that none of them get in. So my hope is that one of the three gets in this year, and if when that happens, I bet you the other two are in within two or three years because now there's only, there's only two instead of three. So I think it is tough when you've got multiple guys at the same position because they steal votes from each other. Just put Reggie Wayne in already and stop with the excuses, sir. I know. Okay. I know. Actually... My my preference, and I think all three are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a couple other. I mean, Heinz Ward has been a finalist. He, he's he's not in yet. Yep. Uh, you can look at the career of Steve Smith and and Quan Bolden and say those those are Hall of Fame numbers. So there, there's so many guys you just can't get enough in. But uh, hopefully one of those gets in this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if one gets in. This year, the other two are in with the next two or three years. Hey, Scott, do you think I'd be off base in saying that Peppers and Gates feel like locks this year? I, I, I don't think locks, Jeremy. Uh, I kind of went in thinking um, it, it's pretty tough to be a first ballot guy, right? I, I think that that's special. Uh, there were some eyebrows raised a few years ago when Jason Taylor got in on the first ballot. I think some of the old school guys go, you know what? Maybe that's a Hall of Famer, but I'm not sure he had to go in the first year when there have been other people that have been finalists for four or five times that haven't got in. But uh, but I th- I think both of those guys, in my mind, going into the meeting, I thought one of the two would get in. I wasn't sure that if both would get in because of, you know, the three wide receivers that have waited and been finalists five and six times. Uh, there's Dwight Freeney, another guy that he he's knocked on the door Patrick Willis. There's so many guys, and there's only five spots. So uh, if, if they both got in, I couldn't say, hey, that guy, I, I'm shocked that he got in on the first ballot. But I just 
my, my gut feeling was one of the two. Now, which two? Uh, I know now, but I, I didn't know going into the meeting to say, yeah, that that's the guy or both the guys. Uh, but I, I think that first ballot thing, there, there, there are some guys that you know, right? When Tom Brady comes right, up right. In, a, in a couple of years or Aaron Rodgers, you're going to stand up, sit down. You know, R- Ray Lewis was that kind of guy. R- Ray Lewis was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm not sure both of these guys get in, but uh, they're they're, they're going to be in Canton. Scott, we got to go, but real quick, uh, quick answer for these two guys: Is Terrell Suggs the first ballot guy next year? No, no well, you know what, Terrell and Marshall Yonda. And, yeah, those are two are, I was going to ask you about. Are both that? Uh, I, I think Yonda might have an edge in that he was a unanimous All Decade pick. There were fifty, I think, fifty six players named to the All Decade team. Only five or six of them were unanimous, and Marshall Yonda was that guy. So um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping. I, I think they both had Hall of Fame careers. Haloti Nata was up this year, really didn't get much traction. He was a pretty special player, too. But I think Yonda and Suggs have had Hall of Fame careers. First ballot, I'm hoping may- maybe Yonda with an edge over Suggs because there's still a lot of guys waiting that have a lot of sacks around the Terrell Suggs neighborhood. And, Rob, the, the easy thing about this is everyone that Scott presents goes in on the first ballot, so they will be on the first ballot. No pressure <laughs> yeah, at all right. for Scott. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, like, who would have thought that he would have got Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and John Ogden in on the first ballot? That's how good this That's guy impressive. is presenting. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive, Takes a special presenter to get those kind of guys in, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scott, thanks a lot, my friend. Can't wait the baseball season. All right, guys, good, good catching up. Thanks, thanks Scott. Absolutely. Shovel's at 9 o'clock, but on the other side – we stormed the castle without Rosberg. Are you worried about the game day management now? Still? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So remember that whole Rosberg, Jerry Rosberg coming to the Baltimore Ravens? And when's he coming? And now he's not. Now, where is he going? Um, I did, where, uh, Here, I'll tell you one sec. Go ahead. He's not coming here. He's going to be the game day management guy. You know? So with... The Ravens fans have been concerned over game management. Yeah. Rosberg's not coming, Ed. Do you have those concerns now and again? What are you, you going to do? If you want to hire a game management guy, he decides not to come. But if you wanted to hire him, that says you need you had a need for it, right? I guess. I mean, I'm a, well, Why would you hire him if you don't have a need for it? I don't have a need or they just want to bring a friend back into the family. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. A lot of positions this. they could have given him. Yeah, um, I'm concerned because they must think they have a need for it. I'm not concerned because wasn't he the assistant head coach when he was here, even though he was only a special, he was a special teams coach? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And I think they picked him. They picked him because they had a family member. But I think there's a need for it, Jeremy, for game management. Where is he going? Uh, I don't see him going anywhere right now. Um, I don't know if Joe saw anything different. No, I thought he was going somewhere. Um, but uh, maybe there was somewhere else. But uh, the, the interesting thing is it makes me feel like Harbaugh is more like Rob on Monday morning quarterback. What's that? Where it's just like he's given all the responsibilities to all these other cats. Hey, Rossberg, you call it in-game. You've got the defense. You've got the offense. And it's just Rob just sitting back. I think you do a great job, Rob. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. So that means you like Harbaugh then, too. That's right. Yeah. Harbaugh for life. For life. No, I look. <laughs> He's, um, as you look at the, the situation with the coaching staff, I mean, they've been depleted on on the defensive side of the ball. So now you're going to have to replace some guys there. Um, the whole Rossberg thing was just really, really weird to me with the fact that we were sitting here talking about it. Like, what is he coming in to do exactly? 
Is it just a, is it just someone to tap him on the shoulder saying, hey, don't forget about this? Because that seems unnecessary mm. for a head coach that's being paid millions of dollars. Isn't that what the other assistants are, though? I mean, don't what? forget about this. I thought that's what the other assistants did as well. That you have position coaches. Yeah, of course. If I'm an offensive line coach and I realize an offensive line coming to me, look, we ain't run the ball in a while. Hey, coach, you know, we haven't run the ball in a while. Oh, I, mean, I don't like because offensive line will let you know when you're not running the ball, Jeremy, and they're gonna go to their positions coaches. The position coaches can't come to the coaches say, hey, "Let's coach, just let you know." It's been a long time since we ran that football. You gotta hire a guy independent of all of them. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just to me. That's overkill, man. That's just absolute overkill. And maybe somebody tapped them on the shoulder and said, Psst, "Holmes, it's a bad look. It's a bad look because you gotta hire somebody." To be the game manager, that's a bad look for a guy who just won, who won a Super Bowl and fancies himself as one of the best head coaches in the National Football League. You need to get you see, you see Andy Reid hiring a game manager. No, you see Mike Tomlin hiring a game manager. No, I don't see McDaniel hiring one. I don't see Shanahan hiring one. I, see I don't know how many. All know those how many guys have one. All of those guys manage the game. They are in control of the football game. Andy Reid knows what the offense is going to do, what the defense is going to do, what the special teams is going to do. He knows everybody's assignment, everyone. And no one calls him a dictator. He just knows what he's doing. I can't see a top coach hiring a game manager. And if, you, if you're interested in hiring one that says that you believe or somebody in the organization believes, you need one. You don't hire what you don't need. I just think it's a problem. Yeah, look – I mean, it must be. I mean, look, we we all think it's an issue because there's there's, there's some bad challenges, there's bad clock management, um, and even just in game stuff like adjusting to like, hey, you know, Gus Edwards had one carry in the first half. What's going on here? Just you know, what are we doing? Um, there's a lot to manage in game, but I, I don't know if you need another coach for that. I mean, I, I think you can. Maybe we are making too much of this, but it's because of what's happened. And when you hire a guy, it makes it feel like it's reactionary and not something that was necessary the entire time, right? Like, right. this isn't a norm to hear hiring some in-game coaching. Like, I don't even understand what that means. The Vikings the Vikings had one. That's the only team that I know of right now that had one. And who's their coach? What, Ocon- uh, exactly. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop there. You know, I just, you just, I don't see the top coaches in the league hiring someone to manage the game, Ed. I, I don't see that happen. I don't either. They have their fingerprints yeah. because – I want my I want my thumbprint on the game. I don't need you to help me managing it. I want my thumbprint on it. I yeah, got this. You can't give up authority because you're responsible ultimately. So you should be the game. You should be managing all aspects. You have other people running this, the specialties, but you got to run everything. And see, oversee to, everything. To me, Ed, that's what it sounds like. Another guy, another guy between a buffer. Yeah, someone else between Harbaugh and the front office where he can say, "Hey, we hired this guy to do it. It didn't happen. It can be off of him." Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. Wayne and Dundalk, what's up, Wayne? Wayne, Wayne, hey. can you turn your radio down, Wayne? Yep. Let's go to uh, Dan and Arnold. What's up, Dan? Yeah, hello. I, as far as game manager goes, the way I'm looking at it, I think they need an offensive game manager. That can you know look at what's happening during the game, and because apparently, you know, the offensive coordinator could not adjust to what the Kansas City Chiefs were doing in the championship game. I, I don't know, but that's this is my thought. Wondering what you guys think. Well, yeah, that's that's why we're here talking. 
Yeah, look, that's why we're here talking. I mean, I, I, I haven't. So here's the other part of it. it. It's like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. If I say, hey, Harbaugh has been terrible at some of these things, and then they actually go to do something to affect it. And then I'm like, why are they doing that? I mean, if that's really the reason why. I stand corrected. The 49ers do have one. The 49ers. Okay, you'll see it a lot on here manager. on there is quality control specialist slash game manager. See, but that's the, the quality control specialist is your get back guy. Exactly. I that's this says right here, 49ers coaching staff, team special teams quality control slash games management specialist. Okay. What does that entail though? <laughs> What, what's his name? I mean, what's my, his name? He's a specialist, Eddie. What's the school for? Let me let me find it. I'm saying my name's my title is producer. I do like 19 different things. So just because it says that, it doesn't mean you're like you're just there to make sure he gets off the field. Produce milk. <laughs> it's, Rob, it's Rob's oat milk. It does so charge me. Joe milk. Joe milk. God. I mean, quality control in game man. I mean. The quality control guy is the get back guy, right? Like, yeah. hey, that's what he is. Get back. That's what he is. Tell everybody yeah. get back. And, and, and that's your game manager. You've got defensive quality control. You've got multiple quality controls. Who's no, we quality we control? talked about a lot of Orioles players leading into this twenty twenty four season. Ed, there's one we don't talk about who might be taken for granted. We'll bring him up at nine fifteen. But on the other side, Edward, who gets your shovel? Well, we know who doesn't get it anymore. Thanks to right. Jeremy, <laughs> the biggest prude in Australia, Ian Grace. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057 Fan. Shovel's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.